A reading from Acts 8, 26 to 40. As for Philip, an angel of the Lord said to him, go south down the desert road that runs from Jerusalem to Gaza. So he started out and he met the treasurer of Ethiopia, a eunuch of great authority under the Candake, the queen of Ethiopia. The eunuch had gone to Jerusalem to worship and he was now returning. Seated in his carriage, he was reading aloud from the book of the prophet Isaiah. The Holy Spirit said to Philip, go over and walk along beside the carriage. Philip ran over and heard the man reading from the prophet Isaiah. Philip asked, do you understand what you are reading? And the man replied, how can I unless someone instructs me? And he urged Philip to come up into the carriage and sit with him. The passage of scripture he had been reading was this. He was led like a sheep to the slaughter, and as a lamb is silent before the shearers, he did not open his mouth. He was humiliated and received no justice. Who can speak of his descendants? For his life was taken from the earth. The eunuch asked Philip, tell me, was the prophet talking about himself or someone else? So beginning with the same scripture, Philip told him the good news about Jesus. As they rode along, they came to some water, and the eunuch said, Look, there's some water. Why can't I be baptized? He ordered the carriage to stop, and they went down into the water, and Philip baptized him. When they came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord snatched Philip away. The eunuch never saw him again, but went on his way rejoicing. Meanwhile, Philip found himself further north at the town of Azotus. He preached the good news there and in every town along the way until he came to Caesarea. Hi friends, uh, my name is Dave. If we've not met, I'm on the pastoral team and we're continuing in our essential series. I've enjoyed this series. Even these last few weeks, uh, we've been taking a very close look at the Holy Spirit, the gift of the Holy Spirit given to mankind to continue the work of Jesus Christ. I find it such an encouraging conversation. Many times that I've traveled, I can recall being so thankful to hear the words, I can get you there. I recall specifically a time when Julie and I were in Chennai, India with uh, uh, Christo and Sarah Emmanuel, our global workers. We were running a bit short on time and we needed some direction on how to get somewhere. And I was thankful for a local who stood up and said, I can get you there. And he literally walked with us and he took us where we needed to go. He showed me the way. Friends, it's essential that during this series that we hear the Holy Spirit say to us, I can get you there. For this is God's way. At one time, the law was pointing the way. While Jesus was on earth, he was leading the way. And ever since the ascension of Jesus Christ, it's been God's plan that the Holy Spirit would lead us and get us there. What are we talking about? Getting us to all that God has for us. And as we participate in the good work of Jesus in the world today. For you think about it, since the ascension of Jesus, some 2,000 plus years ago, the Holy Spirit has been doing just that. 
He's been active and in this world, leading people to Jesus, to where they need to get to Jesus. And he's been doing it over and over again. And that is my personal story. And perhaps it's your story as well. In our text today, in Acts chapter 8, verses 26 to 40, we see this beautiful story. Yes, it's the story of an Ethiopian who is unnamed. It's the story of Philip. But to me, this story is first and foremost about the Holy Spirit. For it's the Holy Spirit that organized the events and the narrative to bring people to Jesus. And oh, what a good story we find ourselves considering today. So let's zoom out a little bit to fully appreciate the working of the Holy Spirit in Acts chapter 8. Chapter 8 begins by Luke telling us that believers were scattered out from Jerusalem because of persecution. But what is noted is that as they were scattered, everywhere believers went, they told people about Jesus. I mean, how could this actually be? The persecution that was happening was meant to shut down the work, but actually the opposite happened. How could that be? In the face of opposition and persecution, these believers found a boldness that really was not something that they could find within themselves. But oh, think about who these believers probably were. These were the people that in Acts chapter 2 found themselves with the gift of the Holy Spirit empowering them to be the witnesses that Jesus promised they would be because of the infilling of the Holy Spirit. So in the face, as in Acts chapter 8, in the face of persecution, a, a, a group of people full of human boldness and strong conviction about the need to tell people about Jesus did just that, sharing their faith. And the gospel went out from Jerusalem to all the neighboring towns and villages. What a good story. God empowering the witness of people. Friends, we would know that still. Some 2,000 plus years later is still God's plan. And that was the plan that brought me into a place of confession, admission, that I needed Jesus Christ as my personal Lord and Savior. So our text, uh, Acts chapter 8 and 26, it, it tells the story of Philip receiving direction in the midst of all this scattering, persecution, to take a walk, to walk down the road south, to, to go south down the desert road from Jerusalem where he was being scattered with all the others, to, to walk down the road from Jerusalem to Gaza. Someone suggest it was a 50-kilometer path. But if you think of this, think of the activity of the Spirit and Philip responding. What a beautiful example of how to follow God, because God and the Holy Spirit wants to help us get to where we need to get. And this is a beautiful example of just that. Philip allowing himself to be led. Philip had, had come to a place of maturity in his Christian walk 
that he was now able to be led by the Holy Spirit. Oh, that we would get to that place and are maturing to be like Philip and actually led to the places that God wants us to get to meet the people that God wants us to meet. Boy, it sounds so simple. <laughs> but oh, the journey involved. This, this, this journey from Jerusalem down the road towards Gaza, no small task. When Philip had, was committed to this, to the end of this, and so perhaps he walked one full day, perhaps two full days, but, but unknown to Philip, the Holy Spirit was arranging a meeting for him. So while Philip was being led, our story tells us that the Holy Spirit was leading this Ethiopian. And, and, and at the midst of the leading of the Ethiopian, God was doing a convicting work in the life of this notable man. With his caravan, perhaps his staff, he was making his way home from Jerusalem to Ethiopia. He had already gone from Ethiopia to Jerusalem, a, perhaps a 30-day journey, and he was making his way home from a time of worship in Jerusalem. There's not a lot of details of what happened in Jerusalem other than the fact that while on this road from Jerusalem to Ethiopia, the Holy Spirit was working in his life. God was speaking. God was stirring the imagination of this Ethiopian through the reading of Isaiah chapter 53. There's no note of how this Ethiopian found the scripture or how he found his way within the scripture to Isaiah 53. We just see the good leading of the Holy Spirit. Friends, it's, it's to be noted here that the Holy Spirit has so much to say to Christians, Philip, and to non-Christians at this time, the Ethiopian. And here we see that this non-Christian, this Ethiopian, listening and obeying, leading through the scriptures and understanding found in Isaiah 53, a lot of questions arising in terms of who is this person being convicted really of the righteousness of God as seen described by Isaiah about Jesus's future work. So these two met on the road and they had traveled a long path orchestrated by the Holy Spirit for this beautiful meetup. Acts 8.29, Philip was told by the Spirit to go over and alongside the carriage of the Ethiopian. He had just walked 50 kilometers or so. Regardless, this is where the Holy Spirit is leading Philip. And actually, friends, he's leading all of us to come alongside each other in spiritual journey. I suppose initially Philip didn't know why. Philip was simply called to take an interest, to pay attention to the one in the carriage. And so Philip comes alongside close enough to hear and sense what's going on in this man's life. Perhaps you have stories like this. The Holy Spirit leading you to go over there and walk alongside, to walk across the room, to get out of the car and go, to go knock on the door, to make a call, to send an email. All oh, that Living Waters Church this summer would be these type of people who are being led and being willing to be led by the Holy Spirit. 
for he can get us where we need to get. So Philip gets up close and personal. I wonder the names of the people that you are up close and personal with today. Do you see this, this again, this Holy Spirit evangelizing and this good work he's doing? The organizing of a meeting, the initiating of the witness uh, of, of Philip to come close and to draw near, the initiating of the well-placed question by Philip where there's no accusation, there's no judgment, just a well-placed question to provoke a conversation and a further relationship. Friends, God wants to give you and I these type of instructions. So in our story, notice the Ethiopian's response in Acts chapter 8, 31. Well, when asked, do you understand? He says, well, how can I understand unless someone instructs me? Unless someone tells me? Paul asked this same question in Romans chapter 10, verse 4. And how can they hear about him, Jesus, unless someone tells them? Friends, I, I, I want to stop for a moment here. The Holy Spirit would have us pay attention to this need. That we would slow down long enough to hear instruction. That we would respond to the promptings of the Holy Spirit and then, of course, with emboldened power or strength or witness, begin to engage verbally with people about faith in Jesus Christ. It's essential that we hear this. Luke chapter 9 tells us that, about Jesus. For the Son of Man came to seek and save those who were lost. And the Holy Spirit is still seeking and saving those who are lost, as he gets us to where we need to go, towards Jesus. He invites us, the Holy Spirit, into the purposes of God. The Holy Spirit wants no one to perish. And I don't believe we do either. So in our text, Acts 8.35, Philip told him verbally, powered speech, and told them the good news about Jesus, beginning in the chapter where he met up with the Ethiopian in Isaiah chapter 53. What a good place. It led further to this Ethiopian pursuing water baptism. What a good story about discovering faith in Jesus. What a great story. Yes, it's a story of Ethiopian. It's about Philip. But again, I, I would say this is a story about the love of the Holy Spirit for people. And the book of Acts has many stories like this. And and, and, and your life and my life perhaps tells this narrative as well. Oh, the good that has come because of the work of the Holy Spirit in the world today. This is why uh, Jesus talked and taught often about the Holy Spirit. Just come with me for a moment to John chapter 16. Here Jesus, through this chapter, is teaching how essential it is that the attention for the Christian moves to the work of the Holy Spirit. John 6, 17. Let me just walk you through three verses. John 6, 7. Jesus said, it's best for you that I go away. Because if I don't, the advocate won't come. If I do go away, then I will send him to you. We see the pastoral work of the Holy Spirit. Rick discussed this last week. What a gift given to men and women, boys and girls. The helper who comes to care, who comes to share concern, 
the one who defends, comforts, intercedes, exhorts, encourages, and baptizes. Rick discussed this last week. All the good gifts that this pastoral work of the Holy Spirit provides. Keep coming along in Jesus' teaching. Move down the chapter to verse 8. Jesus said, and when he comes, he will convict the world of its sin and of righteousness and of coming judgment. It's important, this verse here. We see the Holy Spirit here as a pastor and also as an inspired teacher, continuing to teach the lessons of Jesus. It says the, the work here is, as a teacher is threefold. Convicting the world of sin. In other words, about stopping doing things, convicting the world in regards to righteousness or God's righteousness, the need to receive something, and then, of course, convicting the world in regard to the coming judgment, which is about beginning to do something. Sin, stopping something, God's righteousness, receiving something, and then, of course, the coming judgment is about beginning to do something that has value as it relates, of course, to the coming judgment. We move along in Jesus' teaching. Finally, in verse 13, Jesus says, So when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all this truth. It's very telling about the role of the Holy Spirit. He is described here by Jesus as the spirit of truth. This word truth, the spirit of truth. What is this truth? Well, by definition, this word truth means all things pertaining to God and the duties of man. He is the spirit of truth, revealing all things related to God and the duties of man. Boy, I want to know that truth. I want to know that truth. I want you to know that truth. The Holy Spirit, the spirit of truth, will guide you. This word guide into truth, guide you. This word you is key here, for it references the individual parts that represent the whole. So in other words, the Holy Spirit has a personal relationship with everyone while having a relationship with all, which tells us with great confidence that the Holy Spirit is in this world today guiding individuals like me, like you, like your neighbor, like your co-worker. And because all of us are in a different place in our journeys with Christ, the Holy Spirit is doing different things in all people's lives. Boy, that encourages me. So wherever I go, I can see it through the lens and the leading of the Holy Spirit to realize that God is working in people's lives. Wow, how amazing that this sovereign plan of God continues today in the Lower Mainland. In 2021, God still activating a plan to care for people because he loves all people. Wow. And we get to be a part of it as Christians. I love that part. I love the part that I can be involved in this divine narrative of God reaching people through the work of the Holy Spirit. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10 says, Sir, we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he has planned for us long ago. So we can do, so we can do what he has planned for us long ago. Oh, oh the joy of getting caught up 
in these things that God has on his mind for us to do through the work of the Holy Spirit. Jesus walked the streets and the shores of the seas, and still today the Holy Spirit is doing the very same thing, continuing the work of Jesus, and he invites us into that with sensitivity, with clarity, and with our verbal witness. Certainly now is a good time to be led by the Holy Spirit to do the good things that he has planned for us. In just a moment, Ricky is coming to lead us in communion. If you've uh, not prepared your emblems, perhaps I'd encourage you to do so. But, but two closing comments. If today you sense the Holy Spirit calling you into a relationship with Christ, you need to let the Spirit continue to lead you to that good place, Jesus. This is the day to do that, to be humble and to be willing to be led to that good person, Jesus, who offers abundant life. This is the day to do that, to make that decision, even during this service, to receive forgiveness of sins and to receive this righteousness from God that we can't find any other place. And secondly, to the Christian today, the Holy Spirit is inviting us to follow and obey. Here, the good Holy Spirit is working in our world today. And oh, the joy of discovering our place as we do the good things that God has planned for us long ago. Wow. We don't have to muster up the work of, the, of God. We don't have to muster up the work of the Holy Spirit. We just simply surrender to it. We receive an infilling of the Holy Spirit and we offer our lives as that which is led by the Holy Spirit. And wherever that takes us, that is a good journey to be on. The Holy Spirit can get you where you need to get. We just have to get used to being people that are led by the Spirit.